My loves, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dive deep? Or do you feel like you need some time away from the people, place, and things that make up your current life? It could be both. You're like, I need to get the fuck away from everything and everyone. And I'm also ready to take my spiritual path to the next degree, honey. Okay? Regardless of what it is, I got you. There's two legendary, amazing, delicious opportunities for us to practice together in person this year. The first one is at the iconic Omega Institute in New York, upstate New York. And the second one is in Mykonos, Greece, honey. And both of these retreats are going to be a combination of the spiritual dance practice, also known as the SAT method, also known as the spiritual workout, and Dharma talks. So let me break this down for you. The SAM method, for those of you who are like, what the fuck is that? It's a practice. Uh, it's an experience. It's a, it's, a, it's a performance art healing experience that I created um, that combines ecstatic dance, meditation, breath work, and mantra. And these four practices are here to activate, amplify, and energize the four qualities in your heart, according to Buddhist psychology, which are love, compassion, joy, and wisdom. So during the retreat... And, and upstate New York is five days, excuse me, six days, five nights. And Greece is eight days, seven nights. I'm going to tell you more about this in a second. But during the retreat, we're going to dance. We're going to dance twice a day. Okay. And dance as much as you want. Move as much as you want. But the whole purpose of the, of the movement is for you to actualize what you learn during the theory part. Where we're going to sit around and I'm going to explain to you through, through the, the, my interpretation and my understanding, my studies of Buddhist psychology, I'm going to give you all that I know during that dedicated, you know, retreat time away from the people, place and things that make up your current experience. You're going to be devoted towards your heart, towards your liberation. Therefore, you're going to be able to then actualize that which you learn during theory in the dance floor. And then you're going to be, be able to bring that all back into your life once you leave the retreat. Going to retreat has been one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. It has changed my life. And you've heard, if, you, if you're a listener, uh, an avid listener to the podcast, you've heard me talk about going on retreats over and over again. If you've read my books, you know that going on spiritual retreats is how we take our practice to the next level. Oftentimes we do need to take time away from people, place, and things that make up our current life in order for us to truly discover who are we really and what is it that I want to do in my life. And maybe you're like, I already know who I am and I'm already happy with what I'm doing in my life, but you want to actually bring more joy, more bliss. You actually want to be happier, more playful, more lighthearted in more lightheartedness into your life. This retreat, these retreats are for you. You can either come to one or you can come to both. It doesn't matter. The point of the Sam method, the spiritual workout, the spiritual dance practice is for us to say fuck off to people that says that when you are a disciplined spiritual practitioner, you become more serious. That is a lie. Okay. The truth is the deeper you become, the, the, the deeper you, you, you enter into the spiritual path and the more you're disciplined about your spiritual liberation, the more playful and lighthearted and more smiles and more humor and more laughter your life becomes filled 
with. Okay, so click the links in the show notes and I hope to see you at, in upstate New York at the iconic, legendary Omega Institute. Uh, let me tell you the dates. Uh, upstate New York is June 19th through the 24th. Okay, and Greece is um, October 8th through October 15th, okay? And if you have any questions or concerns about the retreats, when you click the link in the show notes, um, or so you can visit my Instagram bio or my TikTok bio to get all the details for the for the retreats. If you have questions, just go onto the retreats website and, and click over there to find out how you can talk to the retreat producers. They're both amazing powerhouse companies that are producing my retreats. They will be able to help you with anything you need, okay? I love you all so much, and I cannot wait to practice with you and get free with you. Love you. Peace. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referral to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa De Simone. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Spiritually Sassy Show. The following podcast was recorded live on Quilt. Okay, so we're talking about spiritual contracts today. And here's the... the the scope of what we're talking about. You know, I think a lot of people are sort of uh, addressing spiritual contracts from the outside in, you know, oh, it's in my family, oh, it's in this relationship, oh, it's with this boss, oh, it's with this friend, um, it's with this stranger, oh, it's this with this thing that, that happened. Um, all very well, but we have to recognize that the spiritual path starts with what? self awareness. So getting to know our inner workings, getting to know our, 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 hard, our hardware, you know, getting to know the architecture of our thinking, the architecture of our feeling, the architecture of our, of our imagination, the architecture of our words, the architecture of our actions. And it all starts with belief systems. Okay, are we landing? So spiritual contracts at its most subtle level are belief systems. So as, as, we're, as, we, as we're beginning this talk, I want you to already put, put up there on your journal, what are the belief systems that you have that are keeping you stuck in a perpetual cycle of suffering? You know, so what's the belief system that you have around food? What's the belief system that you have around your body? What is the, the contract that you have when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning? I used to be vicious. I used to be a vicious fucking cunt to myself in the morning. I would look at myself. You know, I had, I had cystic acne for many years of my life, and my hair would be a mess in the morning. And I wake up in, this, in, the, in the morning and look at myself, and I'd be like, oh, my God, bitch, you're fucking gross. How are you even like loving and lovable if you're so gross? So I want you to address spiritual contracts from the inside out 
before we look at the byproduct of the ways that we speak to ourselves, of the ways that we feel about ourselves, as the ways that we feel about the world, as the ways that we are engaging with ourselves and the world, but from the inside out. Relationships, people, places, experiences are all a byproduct of the architecture of our internal world. So when we're looking at spiritual contracts, we're getting to know the blueprint of our inner life, right? So spiritual contracts at its most subtle level, which is very often very challenging for people to, 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 to be aware of. So that's why we hear a lot of people addressing the, the external manifestation of spiritual contracts. But what I want you to do is I want you to just take an audit. Do you wake up in the morning most days, crunchy, wobbly, fearful, anxious, depressed, you know? Do you go to bed at night with regrets? Do you go to bed at night sour? Do you constantly feel overwhelmed about work? Do you constantly feel overwhelmed about the state of the world? Do you constantly find yourself judging people judging yourself? Do you subscribe to imposter syndrome? Spiritual contracts are, 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 are it's, a, it's a way for us to understand like psychological subscriptions. You know, it's the same way that you subscribe to Netflix, to Hulu, to uh, whatever the fuck, Amazon Prime, whatever the fuck you, you, you watch your stuff. You know, these are the same, it's the same, it's this, we have to look at psychological subscriptions as a pathway to a spiritual breakthrough, right? So looking at spiritual contracts as these psychological, as these reoccurring subscriptions that we have knowingly or unknowingly entered into. So what you're really doing with spiritual contracts, you're getting to know the overarching tendencies of your mind. Can you rest in, in silence or do you become restless in silence? Can you um, be okay and enthusiastic and, and, and energized um, around in the morning time? Do you resist concentrating your mind? Are you, are you drawn to, to gossip, to complaining, to negativity in general? And I know that when we're doing, when we're looking at spiritual contracts, we're kind of like, wow, this audit is harsh as fuck. This inventory is harsh as fuck. Baby, it is my job to make you just slightly uncomfortable so you can recognize that only you can change you. I can only show you the way, but who gets to walk the way is you, boo. You know, so doing the audit is a first step. Right? So I want you to, to, to really like laser focus into the belief systems that you have, into what are these psychological subscriptions, what are these contracts that you have entered into knowingly or unknowingly, what are the reoccurring patterns in your mind, you know? Are they most prevalent around your body, your sexuality, your future, your past? Are you a ruminator? Do you ruminate on the past a lot? Are you somebody who's constantly overthinking the past in hopes of finding a different outcome? That used to be me. And I still have a little psychological residue from that contract. 
from that psychological subscription? Or are you someone who's constantly tripping about the future? What's going to happen tomorrow? Oh my God, I'm so anxious about this and this and this and that. Da -da 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 -da. Are you constantly in a perpetual state of busyness? Are you just always overbooking yourself, constantly rushing? Are you constantly overeating? Are you addicted to sugar? Are you addicted to drugs and alcohol? But you may be like, I'm not addicted to shit, bitch. Because I'm not sitting out there on the streets without a house, drinking out of a paper bag or putting a needle on my, on my arm in, a, in, a, in an alleyway. Sweetheart, addiction has many shades. If you looked at me when I worked in fashion, you'd be like, wow, this bitch is thriving. I want that life. I want that look. I want those friends. I want all of that. Inside, sweetheart, I had so many psychological subscriptions that were keeping me in a perpetual state of pain and suffering. Unknowingly, I was, I was letting those contracts run and ruin my life. And therefore, when we are in a state of turmoil internally, then we are, we are magnetizing, we are creating the perfect condition, the perfect causes for us to, to water the pre-existing seeds of suffering inside the karmic garden of our minds. So that's when we do, our, our, that's when we are drawn to that boss who's a fucking asshole. That's when we are drawn to that friend who's a drug addict, who's an alcoholic, who's a complainer, gossiper. And I'm using these sort of like large statements to address people, but we know that no one is only that label, okay? And we know that no one is their behavior, all right? These are glitchy aspects of, their, of who they are. These are glitchy aspects of their, of their, of their, of their psychological subscriptions, they're subscribed to these, to these uh, contracts unknowingly and because they're, un, they're, they're, not, they're not aware that they're subscribed to such uh, harmful uh, contracts, they're causing pain to other people. So take a hard ass and fierce look. Before you go, before you go being aware of your external uh, contracts before you go out there and say, oh, I, these people, those things, these experiences, um, laser focus your internal world. Really take time like today, uh, throughout the day and the next few days to walk around with a little, with a little, a little notebook. You know, I recommend you getting a tiny little note, a notebook that you keep it in your back pocket or in your purse. And you just literally notice what happens inside of your mind when you're doing groceries? What happens inside of your mind if you live in New York City when you enter the subway? What happens inside of your mind when you enter your house and you see your husband, you know, that, 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 that peace thing that, that, that they left on the toilet? What happens inside of your mind? What happens inside of your mind when your kid is being a crack baby and making a mess? What happens inside of your mind when no one's around? And there's no agitation and excitement. Does unworthiness arise? Does a sense of deficiency arise? Does a, does a desperate need to produce, create, and, and, and show ourselves to the world arise? 
in moments of silence, in moments of, of relaxation and, and perhaps spiritual boredom arises, do you immediately reach for social media? Are you in this very moment in listening to this talk but doing two other things because you can't sit still and do one thing only? Spiritual contracts show up when we are in the anonymous of our room, of our bathroom. Spiritual contracts is recognizing the repetitive patterns in our mind that have strengthened a destructive architecture in our mind. So what is built in your mind in such ways that it feels like almost uh, impossible to break down, you know? When something does happen in your life, are you able to, to sort of um, have a, a more silky, what I like to call, not sticky perspective? Silky is like you're able to, to, to be with the feeling, to experience what he has, what he has to offer you, and you're able to, in that very moment, attach a meaning that supports your growth, not attach a meaning that keeps you in a perpetual state of suffering, and, and, and then move on. Or are you someone who is caught in a sticky style of relating to the internal waves of challenging thoughts and challenging feelings? Are you someone who, who uses the word, I'm having a bad day, instead of having a bad moment? Are you someone who says, I'm having a terrible week, when the truth was, was one moment of, challenge, of challenges on Monday morning, and you've allowed that challenging thought and feeling to sort of linger around, and you kept feeding it. You kept feeding those inner demons. Not in a skillful, transformative way, but in a very, in a very misguided way, where you kept you kept fulfilling this self-fulfilling prophecy of nightmare creation. Are we landing? Are we communicating? Are we walking together? Yes? 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 Very well, very well, very well. So spiritual contracts is a, is a harsh audit of our inner life. Once you have gotten to know, once you, once you have walked around with, the, with your little notebook, for a week, and you're like, wow, I had no idea that I relate to myself and to all of these aspects of my life, to all these circumstances in my life, to all these experiences in my life in this way. I had no idea that I have this, this repetitive pattern, you know? This repetitive pattern is what we're looking at. You know, how much, how much spontaneity and awe and wonder is in your life? How often are you thinking about the well-being of others? How often are you surprising yourself? How often do you just completely slip into an utter and profound state of presence? So these are the ways for you to kind of get to know when the psychological um, um, residue the, the, of, of these contracts have sort of dissipated. 
It's when you're more relaxed in the present moment. It's when you're okay when you're not busy. It's when you're able to, to make friends with boredom. It's when you're okay to just literally pull up a chair, grab a cup of tea or a coffee or some sparkling water, and just sit out in a garden and look at the sunlight heating the, the leaves and how the leaves and the whole tree dance in the wind. You know, you're able to notice the shapes in the clouds. You're able to not associate every sound that hits your mind, that enters your ears with disturbing meaning. You're able to see people and not utterly and insatiably place them in a category. but to just be with them. This takes work, my love. And as we've been talking about this for a long time in, the, in all these talks, in all of the work, it really does take um, a, a high level of concentration of mind. So when we concentrate our minds, then we do have access to a, a working space in our minds. When we have this working space in our mind, what we do have on our hands, it's like a spotlight of awareness. It's like we have this big flashlight that we now are able to see, oh my God, look at that reoccurring contract that I have in regards to this, in regards to that. And once we spent enough time with that, with that little journal and taking notes and really getting to know our minds, getting to know how we relate to ourselves, to every aspect of our, of our, of our, of our, of our, of our experience, then we're then able to see how, how, how these internal, often unknown contracts are manifesting itself in our external lives. You know what I mean? But do the internal into the external first, not the other way around. Don't allow your external reality to dictate your internal world. It is there directly linked. But I want you to do the, the, the more advanced work first. I want you to look inside and get to know your inner world so profoundly well that then you're able to be like, oh shit, that's why that one thing keeps happening with my boss. That's why that one thing keeps reoccurring with my friends. That's why that one thing keeps happening in my romantic relationships. That's why these kinds of people keep showing up in my life. That's why these kinds of experiences keep reoccurring in my life. I want you to get to know every reoccurring pattern in your inner world and then get to know every reoccurring pattern in your external life. But first, inner life. And don't go asking, why do I have this contract that I'm always, you know, feeling deficient and, and, and wobbly and crunchy in the morning and at night? Why? Remember, on the spiritual path, on the path of liberation, we're not acquiring intellectual understanding intellectual property, which that will lead you to a why question. That will be the byproduct of a why question. But if you ask how, 
How could I transform? How could I, how could I learn from this? How could I outgrow this? How could I better myself in this pattern? And these reoccurring contracts will continuously prevail in your life until you have learned the lessons. You know what I mean? Are you a person who always says X, Y, and Z? Do you, someone who says, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I can't do this. I can't do that. Are you somebody who walks and sort of like, um, um, I see people who, who sort of walk and kind of, you know, unintentionally like hit their bodies on like walls or doorways or like hit their heads, you know, forget things lose stuff. This is all because you're not present. So then you have to look at your relationship to presence. How? Instead of saying, why can I be present, honey? No. How? Could I become present? How could I use this, this feeling of inadequacy that I'm experiencing right now to grow like that? Are we communicating? Is this landing for you? Take a sip of your water, sweetie. Take a sip of your water. So spiritual contracts in a nutshell it's a hard-ass fucking audit of your inner life. And then once you have done a spiritual inventory of your psychological contracts, then what you're doing is looking outside. You know, looking outside. And when you start to look outside, you're going you're gonna to perhaps realize, oh, shit. I didn't realize that this is a manifestation of my inner world. Oh shit, I didn't realize that this thing keeps reoccurring because I haven't I haven't taken the time to get to know this piece of this of this um, mental construct that I have. My teacher said to me, "Who are you when you're alone?" And who are you when you're around other people? It took me a minute to land. I was like, oh, shit, here it is, landing, landing, landing. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. You know, if you're somebody who's, who has, who's keeping the friends that you've had since high school, because these are the only friends I have, Sal. What do you want me to do? Be alone? These are the only friends I have. Yeah, they do all these harmful shit, but these are the only friends I have. You are resisting change. You are, you are resurrecting old versions of yourself every single day in every single exchange to please these people. But at the base level, you are resisting becoming new. You're resisting your transformation, you're resisting, your awakening. Look at your relationship to change. Are you okay when things change? Are you okay when you don't get what you, what you want? How do you relate to challenges? 
How do you relate to difficulty? How do you relate to trauma? How do you relate to difficult thoughts? How do you relate to destructive thoughts? How do you relate to grief and confusion and anger and sadness? How do you relate to the full spectrum of emotions? Do you have a resting place within your heart that you always have access to? No matter what the fuck is going on, you know your way back into your center. I was talking to one of my students the other day, and we get, we're able to measure progress, spiritual progress, how many, how many hardwired contracts are prevalent in their mind by how long it takes to find their center. And this student is so disciplined, so advanced that we're talking about something extremely challenging that's happening in their life. And, and they said, it's taking me this week 20 to 30 minutes to find my center. And they're experiencing far out challenging stuff that like a lot of people would relate. A lot of people would see it as, as really hard trauma. And the student is saying, it's taking me 30, 20 to 30 minutes to find my center this week, you know? So your ability to find, and, and this student uh, has been historically able to find their center within five minutes. And finding your center in five minutes on the face of suffering, on the, safe, on this, on the face of pain, isn't neglect, isn't avoidance, isn't denial. It's just an, an advanced student. It's, one, it's someone who knows that they have choice. And that happiness is a choice, that to walk on the direction of health and happiness is a continuous choice. That they are the only ones that can fix their shit. That they are the only ones who are radically in charge of their life. Because if the Buddha could snap a finger, make everyone enlightened and get everybody out of the cycle of pain and suffering, right? Get everyone out of the, out of, out of the, the wheel of samsara, he would have done it. Like, mm, Jesus too. Mm. All the gurus, all the saints, all the sages, all the mystics who have come before us, who have paved the path to enlightenment for us, would have liberated us all if they could. But what they said is that only you can. I can show you the way. I can point you in the direction. So the spiritual audit looking at your spiritual contracts that you have made knowingly or unknowingly. The ones that you've made knowingly are the ones that you recognize that shit, that tendency happened as a trauma response. And now this tendency has been with me for this long. No worries. I can take care of myself. No worries. I know how to trust myself. No worries. I know how to walk in the direction of health and happiness. I know how to forgive quickly. I know how to let go quickly. This isn't denial. This isn't avoidance. This is just a, a radical choice that one day is a miracle. That a moment is a miracle. The problem is with people who are constantly harboring in challenges and, and, and they're constantly like, you know, uh, milking destructive feelings and thoughts. 
and talking about it over and over and over again for years and years, they haven't recognized the miracle of life. Because they think that they could do this tomorrow, the next day, next year, when I'm 50, when I'm 60. They forgot the preciousness of human life. The amnesia is so thick that they've forgotten the preciousness of human life. That every moment counts. That every day counts. So when you're doing a spiritual audit, it's a harsh practice. It's a very, very um, a challenging practice because you're ready to stop ruminating at every single thing, to stop overanalyzing every single thing because you realize that rumination and overanalyzing and choice paralysis and, 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 and all these, all these um, patterns that you have, the psychological tendencies of your mind, they're not supporting your growth. They're not supporting you on a path of liberation. You know? And I share this in a, in a post uh, a couple days ago. And it's interesting to see hundreds of comments of people celebrating the conversation that I'm talking about. Self-care should, capital S, move you into community care and to see how many people are so holding on to their trauma identity, to their pain identity, to their mental illness, to their addiction, and their inability to recognize that their self-care practice that they're, that they're working on, that they're working with, are actually keeping them in a perpetual state of, of intoxication, not actually moving them towards altruism, towards compassion, towards profound wisdom, towards clear seeing, towards ecstatic joy. And it looks different for everybody, right? I'm not expecting you to put high heels on and some leggings and, and dance your ass off how I do it. No way. I want you to figure out what it means to be ecstatic in your own life. What does it mean to have clear seeing to have profound wisdom. Are the spiritual practices that you're currently working with right now, are they helping you to get to know yourself? I see so many people saying, oh, it is what it is, honey. I'm a Libra. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Scorpio. I'm this human design. I'm that thing. I'm this thing. I'm, I'm that thing. And it's like, yes, sweetie, these patterns that you're, these, these technologies that you're using for you, for you to get to know yourself, are they showing you your blind spots or they're, or they're creating your identity? That's the question, you know? I get all kinds of reading from all kinds of different people. But do I allow that reading that this human design, this astrology, this tarot, this whatever the fuck, any, any of this stuff. You know, I don't, I don't use any of them in my day-to-day -day life, but I know so many people do, and it's fine. But are they building an identity for yourself that you're hooked on, that you're living by, and you're saying, oh, I can't do this because, because I am an introvert. I can't do this because I'm this kind of design. I can't do this because I'm this sign. These experiences are not for me because of that. Baby, if, you're, if the technology that you're using isn't showing you your blind spots, if they're developing an identity, then you missed the point. You missed the whole plot like that. So take a hard look at your mind, my love.
Take a hard look at your mind. Take a hard look at your internal life. Take a hard look at your external life. And the hard look has to be kind, patient, sweet, profoundly loving. So you don't go into a guilt trip. You don't go into a shame spiral. But you're like, okay, I'm walking through this home that needs work. It's like, you, it's, it's like you, you've been gifted. You've inherited this house. And it's a fucking iconic house. But the house needs work. You don't want to just, like, you know, you woke up in this house that you've inherited. And you're like, holy fuck. I've been living in this house that I've inherited but I haven't done any work on it. I've just been kind of like hosting dinner parties and, 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 and gatherings and like making food in a really filthy kitchen. Looking at myself in the mirror and the mirror is cracked and filthy. These are all metaphorically speaking about the quality of your mind. So wake up. Put on the spiritual, um, spiritual gloves. Tie your hair up. You know. Get your spiritual bleach and start to start to clean up the deep cleaning. Start it today. Start today. Be aware of your mortality. Be aware that you might not be here tomorrow. And that's just a fucking truth. Don't say that that's so morbid. No, honey, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a hard fact. But the problem is so many people are avoiding, they're avoiding a fact that we're all going to die at some point. That's why they, they allow their identities to be, to, to, to they allow, they, they, they somehow unintentionally become consistent with their pain identity, not with their liberatory identity. They don't, they're not awakening their Buddha nature, the truth that lives in their heart. It's such an inspired truth that it could be very, very challenging to hear. You know, that whisper from the heart, the first one would be like, go to India. I'm like, what the fuck? Go to India. Why the fuck would I ever go to India? I, I'm a creative director in New York City, bitch. Get out of my hair. Why would I fucking go to India? But then I listened to the whisper. Learn how to meditate. Be of service. I can't. I'm depressed. Think about the well-being of others as a pathway to your own healing. I can't. I'm so anxious. I have social anxiety. I'm this thing. I'm that thing. And then the labels keep, keep cluttering you in. And then you feel comfortable because I have these labels. They prove to me that I am this. Baby, the time is now. Delete, eradicate Delete and eradicate every label in your life. Work with structures that support your freedom, not that keep you stuck. Like that. Like that. Enough for today. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet... Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and reveal this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another spiritually sassy conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you.